It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and all of the other major podcasting platforms out there where you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Haven't done that the last couple of Fridays because of the holidays, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, but back on Friday coming up here, I will be answering those questions. So either at me or DM me at Julian Council there on Twitter. Carolina Panthers sitting at 5-11, the longest season ever in the National Football League as they enter week 18 and have their eyes set to a trip to Tampa, Raymond James Stadium to face off against Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who Bruce Arians, their head coach, after a day of controversy where Antonio Brown quit in the middle of the game in the third quarter in a miraculous comeback in a way, not really, but it's Tom Brady doing what he's done to the New York Jets throughout his career. A 93-yard touchdown drive at the end of that game with 15 seconds left to take down the 4-12 and Jets and propel the Bucs to 12-4. and And for the time being, keeping their hopes alive for being the number one seed and getting that bye over the Green Bay Packers. But with Green Bay's win over the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night where Kirk Cousins did not play because Kirk Cousins said, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And of course, he gets COVID and they have to play Sean Mannion and get embarrassed in Lambeau Field. And now Kirk... Rick Spielman, the GM, and Mike Zimmer, the head coach, are probably all wondering what their futures are as their season is over and the Green Bay Packers are the number one seed there and have dominated the NFC North once again. And Aaron Rodgers looks like he's on his way to the MVP of the National Football League for the second straight year. Because the Packers are still the one seed, it doesn't matter for Green Bay or for Tampa, rather. They're still going to play all their players. Bruce Arians is not sending one out which means the Carolina Panthers are likely in for another tough Sunday ahead of them as they lost two weeks ago to Tampa. And in a period of time under Matt Rule, where they are 10-22 and 22 during his tenure so far and likely going to be 10-23 and 23 after two seasons of Rule at the helm here in Carolina, the Panthers are looking at another blowout against a team they have not been competitive against in the previous three matchups during the Matt Rule era, which is Something to be expected, and that's what the frustration is here for a lot of people in Carolina. And there's a lot of concern about David Tepper and the reporting that he's planning on bringing back Matt Rule. Now, Matt Rule, who speaks to the media every Monday like he does following games, had a message to the fans once again about he thinks that things are going to work, but he also sees some positives from the organization 
because the guys are still engaged. He says, I'm not a moral victory guy, but in a week where COVID and obviously we're not going to the playoffs, people are asking about dissension in the locker room, referencing the Joe Person article from The Athletic last week. You have guys like Shaq Thompson playing his seventh year. What, what incentive does Shaq have to come back early and play that game? Brian Burns is a pro bowler. What incentive does Burns have? You can say whatever the offense that was a team yesterday. Anyone could see they played really hard and they played as a team and had tremendous energy and fought the defense. We couldn't quite punt the ball across the 50 or our punting game. We were kind of backed up. I thought our defense time and time again came out there and helped us out. I thought offensively those guys battled to the end. So I just want to make sure from my perspective, anyone who watched the game would say they played really hard. And a lot of the guys laid it out on the line. He also wanted to say you get to this point in the season and you have a team that plays hard. You put, you have a team that plays that hard. That means you have a good locker room. You have good guys. We have really good guys. They competed. They were heartbroken at the end of the game. I could tell you, they felt like they had a chance to win it. They're in it to win it. They battled to win it. And at the end, we lost in the fourth quarter and we weren't able to get it done. I think that's the emotion as much as anything is just disappointment and frustration. But as I told them, they should feel frustrated. We should never accept losing. I certainly appreciate the physicality and the effort. I see guys limping to the sidelines and then going right back out there. This is a tough collection of guys. Toughness is something that Matt Rule brings up all the time. And that being a part of the brand and a part of the process. And he even referenced keep pounding, saying the two words on Monday when he spoke to the local media here in Charlotte after the 18 to 10 loss on Sunday. And, the emotion, that's a question that was asked by Sheena Marie, uh, Sheena Quick. I think she, I tweet Sheena Marie on uh, Twitter. She does good job covering the Carolina Panthers. And just she was asking, you know, you know, do you want to get some clear clarification of the comments that were made by John Miller after another terrible performance by the offensive line where they gave up seven sacks, given up 14 the last two weeks combined. And John Miller also was another Ole turnstile type of performance from him. And he did not like the questions that were being asked to him. And he was frustrated and well, fans are frustrated, too. And I told y'all a week ago, no one should be more frustrated than the players out there on the field. And the guys who actually go out there and earn millions of dollars, which is a lot of money, and that's money that we can't, a lot of us can't ever fathom to have. But still, those guys put in the time effort. You can be upset all you want, and you rightfully so. And his comments certainly rubbed me the wrong way. Some of the comments that Robbie Anderson had over the last week certainly rubbed me the wrong way. But I don't doubt the effort that these guys are going out there and giving. It's not maybe the best comparison out there. But you look at the New York Giants, and we'll go. We'll compare the two situations here. Look at the New York Giants, and look at Joe Judge and his comments that he made yesterday post game about how he's got old guys who were there in New York who are now other places calling, saying that oh man, we wish you were still with the Giants. And his eleven minute rant about everything's fine. Like Joe Judge, his comments certainly sound deranged compared to the things that Matt Rule has said. And Joe Judge is a guy who came from the Bill Belichick tree of coaching and who has NFL experience, but he seems like he has no idea what he's doing at all in New York, and it doesn't help that he has Dave Gettleman as his general manager. I look at that situation with the Giants, while I don't think it's... I mean, that's a team that beat the Panthers, obviously, but that seems a little bit more concerning, the guy at the head, than the one that we have here, at least in Carolina, even though they're both not great. But one guy's players, for sure, and Matt Rule seem to still be playing hard for him. I go back to a couple years ago, it's a college example, Rule's a college coach, but I look at what happened... And back when it was the season of 2018, where Larry Fedora was in his final year at North Carolina before being fired. And the same thing with Bobby Petrino was in his final year at Louisville before being fired. Bobby Petrino, a guy who used to coach the NFL at the Atlanta Falcons, who dipped early because that's who he, the kind of guy he is. And Matt Rule tried to get that message across to his team, probably not in the best way, but a better human being than Bobby Petrino. Louisville that season, with injuries and all that sorts of stuff, just quit. Gave up. Next year, they win eight games. It's not didn't have talent on the roster. They just didn't like the coach, so they gave up. Carolina fought tooth and nail, 
lost a bunch of heartbreakers in that 2018 season, but the one thing they never did, despite a 2-9 and nine season, whatever the heck hell it was that year, they never gave up. They didn't quit. And that tells you about at least the individual who they're playing for and how they feel about the individual. And we've heard guys constantly say that Jeremy Chen went out there and said, oh, we're going to fight to the bitter end until the clock hits zero. You heard what Jack Thompson had to say about guys doing their job and understand what keep pounding means. And you've heard the defensives from some of the former uh, Baylor guys, Baylor and Temple guys on the st- on the uh, coaching staff and, of course, on the uh, the playing field and Robbie Anderson and P.J. Walker. And that this works, this works, this works. Just give it time. And at least there's that. If we want to find any sort of – he talks about Matt Rule not being a moral victory guy. If we want to find any sort of – positivity to take away from what's going on here in Carolina and the struggle and having lost 11 of 13 and six in a row after a three and zero start and everyone feeling all the good vibes at halftime of that Dallas game where they were leading and Sam Darnold playing well. There's that, that these guys haven't quit. We'll see what happens on Sunday. They probably get their tails kicked again, but at least they might be have better effort than you would have seen in past review. I don't know it, but it's, there's that. I'll give I'll give Matt Rule that. His team hasn't quit on him, and that's one of the slight reasons to bring him back here in 2022 this offseason and heading into next season. Might not be the most ringing endorsement, but it's certainly one of the few arguments that can be really made and maybe one of the better ones because other than that, it's the defense. They turned that around. He mentioned also special teams in some aspects like the kicking game before Zane Gonzalez went down that that's been turned around, but the offensive line, the quarterback position are absolutely abysmal and in a worse position than when he took over this time back in 2020. We'll get into more of what Matt Rule had to say and looking ahead to the week matchup, uh, this weekend's matchup, excuse me, against Tampa Bay in just a moment. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with the most incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A few more takeaways from what Matt Rule had to say on Monday afternoon. Uh, following the Panthers' 18-10 loss on Sunday at the now Caesar Superdome down there in New Orleans. The Saints still alive 
in the playoff hunt as they need the San Francisco 49ers to lose on Sunday as they face off against the L.A. Rams, who are looking like they're going to be the two seed and a team I felt like would win the Super Bowl this year, looking in good position after a comeback win on the road against Baltimore on Sunday. So if San Francisco loses, which is very likely, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play and have to start the rookie Trey Lance, then if New Orleans they will beat the Falcons, which is also very likely, then New Orleans will go to the playoffs, and that will be quite frustrating. And let me let me a quick aside here because I, I saw this put out there by my buddy Joe Ovius, who does afternoon radio up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Him and his co-host Joe Gilio, they don't seem to be on board with Matt Rule coming back, which is you know the same sentiment across a lot of the fan base I see on Twitter. I hear certainly on Charlotte Radio. A lot of people feel the same way. There are people in my camp. Now, I am certainly pretty fed up, and I am just sick of having watched for 17 weeks the same game and knowing what exactly was going to happen. And it's just like it's all too predictable. And these are things that should have been corrected by this point, which makes you not have a ton of confidence that they will be corrected over the offseason. But I would give him the benefit of the doubt of he's still learning. He had a pandemic season with Marty Herney as his general manager and that maybe had some pressure from the owner that forced him to go find a quarterback. And that's why Sam Darnold's here and the worst quarterback uh, situation in the NFL. But I also have to lay some of that at the, not some of it, a lot of it, most of it on the, at the feet of Matt rule for his miscalculation of the Bridgewater contract and for not maybe sticking up and trying to have Bridgewater come back and at least drafting a quarterback and having some sort of competition for Sam Darnold, not just handing the job and the fact that they still can't make adjustments and hiring Joe Brady and all the other decisions of coaches that he's hired who didn't have a ton of NFL experience. Like there's a lot of things. It's a laundry list of things, but looking at the situation, in New Orleans, a team that has had a ton of issues dating back to week one. Look at the issues that New Orleans has had. They were dealing with the Hurricane Irma, which displaced them from their homes in New Orleans. They had to go down to Houston to practice. Then they had to play their week one game in Jacksonville, and they blew the doors off of the Green Bay Packers, who have been virtually unbeatable the rest of the way. And then second week, they come to Charlotte. But what happens? Their coaching staff is missing eight guys due to COVID, so they have to deal with that. They have players who are injured, and they lose that game. Panthers dominate. Throughout the rest of the season, they have Jameis Winston. They're 5-2 and two with him. He tears his ACL. Taysom Hill has a concussion that keeps him out for a couple weeks. Then they have to bring in Trevor Simeon. He's 0-4 as a starter for the team. They had, uh, just a week ago, on Monday Night Football, they had to play Ian Book because of some of the COVID issues with Simeon and with uh, Taysom Hill, and then they lose that game, and then they come back still with guys who've been banged up all year. Michael Thomas never played a snap. Will Lutz, one of the best kickers in the NFL, never played. Dealing with um, Eric McCoy being out, Ryan Ramchick having missed six seven, or seven weeks in a row, dealing with Armstead injuries, every single sort of thing that could have gone wrong has gone wrong for the New Orleans Saints. But yet, despite all of that, they are eight and eight and have a pretty damn good chance come Sunday night to be in the playoffs in the NFC. What does that mean? Coaching. One of the best performances of the season was without Sean Payton on the sideline on Sunday night football when they went out and shut out Tom Brady and the Bucks on the road. It comes down to coaching. It really does. So that's one of the. That's kind of the other side of this. If there's an argument about Matt Rule or not, it doesn't really need to be one since uh, all the reporting says that he's coming back. But that is one of the key concerns moving forward. It's like you look at that situation in in New Orleans, and also let's go. And I, I gave the example of Tennessee yesterday, where I talked about how Bud Adams, the former owner 
of the Tennessee Titans, how he passed away, then his children. It's like an episode of Succession. You got Kendall Roy over here who wants to take over. He thinks he's a smart guy. You got Roman Roy, who's just a complete jackass, who's who thinks he should take over, and even though he's not anywhere suitable. And you have Shiv, who has no experience in this world, who's trying to take over. And then you saw what happened in the show if you watch it, but it's like an episode of Succession. That's what literally the Tennessee Titans were until one kid stepped up. And that was Amy Adams Strunk took over and decided like, hey, these are the things that we need to do for this organization that's been an absolute joke over the last decade. That when they came to Tennessee, went to the Super Bowl and was very close to winning that game, but didn't. But an organization that had the CJ2K season and that had success, but then was a doormat for a decade, how to bring them back. Get rid of Mike Malarkey because he didn't work out because he didn't want to fire his offense coordinator, Terry Rubisky, which is fine. Yeah, you got loyalties, but that just didn't jive. So that's fine. I have a general manager in John Robinson I brought from New England who I think knows what he's doing, and he has a great relationship with Mike Vrabel. Come on, Vrabes. I don't care what the Texans defense did that that year when they you they were one of the worst defenses and you were the defensive coordinator. We think you're a leader of men, which has been proven correct and why Mike Vrabel probably should be the NFL coach of the year. Haven't had Derrick Henry all season long. The Carolina Panthers, they lose Christian McCaffrey, and their run game falls apart. Now, the Titans have a better offensive line, but they've also had issues on the offensive line in years past. And even with guys like Taylor Wawan, who's one of the highest-paid left tackles in the NFL, and what he's been through with the first week where he got his just destroyed by Chandler Jones in that five-sack game. But they have had their own issues. But their offense didn't fall apart without Derrick Henry like it fell apart here in Carolina when Christian McCaffrey went out. Ryan Tannehill was a great investment for them to tro- go out there, trade for a quarterback, even though they had their franchise guy, to put that in quotations, in Marcus Mariota. And then when Marcus Mariota got hurt and then also didn't play well enough, they had Ryan Tannehill, and they went to the AFC Championship game. Won a division last year, won it again this year. And unless they fall apart on Sunday in Houston, they're going to be number one seed. But they've dealt with COVID issues. Up the wazoo. Julio Jones has never been available. A.J. Brown was on IR for a period of time. They got the Deontay Foreman running the rock. They had Adrian Peterson running the rock. And they are the top seed in the AFC. That's coaching. That's belief. That's actually having the right foundation. And it goes from the top to the bottom. Those two examples right there are, are reasons why there's a ton of skepticism of whether Matt Rule can really get it done. And hell, Sean Payton's a Super Bowl winning head coach. So maybe it's not fair to compare him to that. Mike Vrabel's coached the team to the AFC Championship game. He played many years under Bill Belichick and knows how to win in the NFL. And he comes from the Ohio State University, which knows how to win more than pretty much any program in college football outside of Alabama. So maybe those aren't great examples. But also John Harbaugh, what they went through. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to finish, what, eight and nine, nine and eight? which is pretty damn good for a team that lost Lamar Jackson four weeks ago and had their quarterback, Tyler Huntley, play better than any quarterback on the Panthers roster has all season long. And he's their undrafted free agent. He's going to be a free agent coming up here. And probably a guy the Carolina Panthers might try to kick the tires on as they try to find that franchise quarterback in what's going to be a win or go home situation in year three for Matt Rule as the head coach in Carolina. But there's too many examples this past year of teams in the NFL Going through adversity, which, you know, adversity, it's like it's just football. It's not real adversity, but it's football adversity and still being able to go and get the job done and reach the finish line like Tennessee did it. 
maybe New Orleans will do it on Sunday. Baltimore didn't get it done, but they were they were pretty damn competitive week in and week out. So you see all those examples, and you then you questions like, okay, so is it really working here in Carolina? So I thought that was an interesting point that was brought up there, and I just I was thinking even more about it, just the examples out there of teams throughout the NFL that had dealt with certain issues like injuries and COVID and all that and how they overcame it while the Carolina Panthers who haven't quit weren't able to do that and how that undermines any kind of thought of maybe Matt Rule should come back next year. Now it seems like it's over and done with anyway, so maybe it's not worth the conversation, but it's something I at least wanted to point out here on the show. All right. Well, on the other side, I'll actually get into some of the other thoughts that Matt Rule had looking ahead to uh, Sunday's matchup on the road against Tampa Bay. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As the NFL season continues, it's March towards the playoffs here in Week 18. And the College Football National Championship game is a week away as the Alabama Crimson Tide try to repeat against the Georgia Bulldogs. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021-22 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all of the new amazing offers available. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's look at more of the uh, things that Matt Rule actually said instead of me going off on a little bit of a tangent about how all these other teams in the NFL figure things out in 2021, except for Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers. And that's frustrating and part of the reason why y'all want him gone. And while I'm kind of uh, frustrated and really put off, but I want to be patient. I want to practice that. That's going to be my New Year's resolution here in 2022. I think resolutions are stupid. People don't change unless they really want to. But I'm going to use it as my resolution. I'm going to try and be more patient, even though I think I'm already a very patient individual at certain points in time. As my mom rolls her eyes, and anyone who knows me well probably is doing the same. But I can give you guys examples, but I won't do that because you're not here for that. All right, so the quarterback situation heading into uh, the final week of the season is likely to be exactly like we saw on Sunday afternoon. As Cam Newton played only one play on Sunday, had a five-yard rush, and Matt Rule said that had there been a block that had been held on to longer, that Cam had a chance to score on that play. Either way... We did not see Cam Newton outside of that. They, they would love to have Cam come in and spot duty and do some red zone work like they did. Well, hopefully in a better way that they did a couple weeks ago when they asked him to come in. When they did the whole two quarterback situation against Tampa Bay. I hope they don't do that again. But and I also like for me, it's like the last time you see Cam Newton in a Panthers uniform. And 
I know a lot of y'all out there would love to see Cam start and play the whole game. Like, I would love to see Cam start and play the whole game just for one last hurrah. For whatever reason, Matt Rule wants to get one last look, where he wants to get another look at Sam Darnold and see what he's been able to achieve over the last couple of uh, months, taking time off, getting back healthy, and if he can help them win games. And we saw on Sunday the same Sam Darnold we had seen throughout the season, doesn't handle pressure well, holds onto the football too long, and turns the football over. And it's just not good enough. And like one of the sacks, the C.J. Gardner-Johnson sack late in the game, Sam Darnold has to check that and know that's coming. And he didn't know it was coming, and he got destroyed. And he lucky he didn't fumble the football in the situation. But a fumble, an interception, they end the game, which we all saw coming if you've been watching this kid for four years, was not shocking to anyone. So he doesn't take care of the football. Uh, I saw a graphic on Twitter, not 100% sure whether it was right or not, so maybe I shouldn't put this information, but apparently the last seven games, Sam Darnold's had two touchdowns, the 12 turnovers, and that's just not winning football. Matt Rule talks about the catastrophic turnovers when he was referencing the turnovers that Cam Newton had a couple weeks ago and saying how the quarterback can't turn the ball over, but then doesn't really reference that at all. On Sunday after the game or on Monday afternoon after watching the tape of the game and he doesn't want to pin anything on one position group, but the offensive line certainly takes the brunt of the blame and the loss. But they didn't move the football at all, and Sam Darnold has to be better. And I don't know what exactly needs to be seen from Sam Darnold that's going to make anyone believe that after four abysmal seasons, he's going to be better. In a situation where he has the best offensive line in the NFL, is he going to be a quarterback good enough to get you to the playoffs and win? Maybe. But is he ever going to get you to the Super Bowl? I doubt it. And that's the point here in Carolina, right? Like You look at it. You like Cam Newton. I love Cam Newton. I love what he did for this organization, what he's done for the city, his charitable works, and everything about that. And he will forever be one of the greatest figures here when it comes to the Carolina Panthers and Charlotte across the region. And wherever you are in the world who loves this organization and loves this football team. But just let's be honest with ourselves. You don't have to lie to yourself. And I know people are like, oh, let's bring back Cam Newton next year. Like, okay. And then, like, what is that going to achieve really long term? Like, what is that really going to achieve? Is Cam, do you really truly believe Cam Newton can win a Super Bowl here or anywhere? I don't. And that's the point. We want to win a Super Bowl, right? We've been waiting 27 seasons. Ain't going to happen this year. Maybe it's going to happen in season 28. I doubt it, but it could. Crazier things have happened. But is, that, is Cam Newton going to be the guy to do that? I don't think so. Is Sam Darnold going to be the guy who's going to do that? Damn, hell no. P.J. Walker, none of the guys on the roster are going to be able to do that, I think, here in Carolina, especially under this regime and even if a new head coach like if Doug Peterson came in or you get Nathaniel Hackett or you get whoever the hot coaching name might be out there Brian Leftwich, I don't think that they're going to elevate any of these guys to the point where they're going to be a good enough player to win a Super Bowl and there's only probably a handful of select guys and the NFL quarterbacks are, are better than they ever have been before like Justin Herbert looks pretty damn good but is Justin Herbert really ever going to do it is Joe Burrow who had a fantastic season is he ever going to be able to do it like it's it's not just a the player, it's also the organization that he plays within. And Mike Brown, who owns the Browns, is, um, or Bengals, excuse me, has always been known as being a very cheap owner. So Cincinnati looks like they have a great foundation, but is the guy talking to ruin everything down below? We will see. But Sam Darnold likely to play the majority of the game again on Sunday. We'd love to see Cam Newton get one last send-off, but as Matt Rulman referenced a couple weeks ago, he's not really, he's, he knows Cam's a competitor, and he's probably not going to do something like that. So we'll see how the game goes. They get blown out. Why not just put Cam in there one last time and let the Carolina Panther fans get to watch that? So we'll see how that progresses. Uh, also, a couple guys who should be coming back of COVID this week. Uh, Sam Tecklenburg, who started against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago in place of Pat Elfline, who was on COVID. 
Elfline came back last week, was starting again on Sunday, on Sunday against the Saints in the loss. Tecklenburg's back. Also, they should be getting back defensive end Daryl Johnson, who was brought in in that trade from Buffalo to be a key special teamer. And quite frankly, I don't really know what he's really done at all this season. It seems like another wasted pick for the Carolina Panthers. Um, and then Matt Paradis, who's clear, but he's also down, done for the season, so it doesn't really matter. One more thing on the injury front, Stephon Gilmore, who did not play on Sunday due to a groin, he could be available this week. Um, it's base, basically Matt Rule's living up to Gilmore, which is how the coaches have left things up to him since he came here to Carolina. There's a lot of questions about why Gilmore wasn't playing more snaps at that point in the season. The Carolina Panthers had more guys, more depth at cornerback, but since then they've lost Dante Jackson for the season, A.J. Bouye for the season, and C.J. Henderson barely even plays. And now Gilmore, we'll see if he plays, but he was telling the coaches like Phil Snow, who brought this up a couple weeks ago, that he knows his body pretty well and that he knows whether he could go or not. And after the bye week, he said, hey, I can go 100%. And he got injured against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago. And I thought that that likely was the last time we saw him this season and probably ever in a Carolina Panthers uniform. Because I don't think they've shown enough for him to want to come back and re-sign here, especially what is going to happen on the offensive side of the ball to give a guy like Stephon Gilmore the amount of confidence that he needs to have to re-sign in Carolina for likely the last three or four years of his career as he wants to chase another Super Bowl and, of course, wants to be a part of winning organization. So we'll find out later this week whether he practices on Thursday or Friday. If he doesn't, then all indications point that he won't play this week. As far as the offensive line, that struggled. Played their 12th combination in 16 games so far this season. Hopefully they'll have this as the same one on Sunday. Uh, Deontay Brown, unfortunately, looks like he will not get an opportunity. They might put him out there for special teams situations. Matt Rose is going to talk to offensive line coach Pat Meyer about that. I'm sure that upsets y'all. I don't think it really should be all that surprising considering guys been out of shape and injured and just not available enough to the point where they want to throw him out there, even if it's a week 18 game. I don't see how that can do any harm considering how poorly guys like John Miller have played. That's just a situation. Um, but... It looks like Brady Christensen should get another opportunity at left tackle again on Sunday as Cam Irving's dealt with that calf injury. And Matt Rule really liked to see what uh, liked what he saw out of Brady Christensen on Sunday and thinks he took a really big step from his first start uh, from that start he had against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago and wants to see what he can do again against the same Tampa Bay Buccaneers team on Sunday afternoon. So those are some of the uh, other things, the takeaways from Matt Rule's press conference on Monday as we look ahead to the final matchup for the Carolina Panthers here in the 2021 season and the 2022 schedule is already out brought that up to y'all yesterday all right that's going to wrap up things here on the Locked On Panthers podcast hosted by yours truly Julian Council make sure again to rate review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts check us out also on Spotify and all of the other major podcast podcasting excuse me platforms out there and make sure to follow me on twitter at julian council every friday i answer weekly friday mailbag questions go ahead and get those into me now by either adding me or dming me but make sure to first follow me there on twitter at julian council until tomorrow take care be safe and i will talk to you then goodbye hey prime members You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.